The Money Show. The Africa Business Report. The Africa Business Focus is brought to you by SAA, the ones who fly SAA's growing route network, now flying to Blantyre, Lilongwe, Vic Falls and Vintok. Diana Games is with us. Diana is the chief executive of the business consultancy Africa at Work. We got a new president in Nigeria yesterday. Feels like this happens often um, and, and not much tends to change. Is it different this time, Diana? Um, good evening, Bruce. Um, well, actually, it's it's too early to say. I think he's had the job for about 48 hours. But, uh, you know, the, the, the concern is that he is from the same party as, as President Bahari, who uh, many are pleased to see the back of. Uh, Bolo Tanubu is the new president. Um, and he has he has kind of hit the ground running. Um, he is much more business minded, um, much more sort of policy driven, etc. than the previous president. So there are hopes that maybe things will change under him, despite the fact that he is from the same party um, and, and can put his own stamp on it. Uh, what he did in his inauguration speech is he, he actually de- um, declared uh, the end of, um, of uh, fuel. Um, uh, uh, sorry, my mind's gone blank. Um, <laughs> fuel. Um, price subsidy, sorry, um, which is something that other presidents have, have been trying to do, have half introduced, backed off when the unions have, have uh, gone crazy and so on. And so it's interesting that in his inauguration speech, he went ahead and announced the fuel price subsidy is is, is going. This is costing Nigeria billions of dollars a year. So it's it's a huge cost that the country can't afford. And and the economy, there's there's been a huge buildup of debt under President Bahari. So there's not much wiggle room for a new president to find um, different sources of revenue. So this is clearly something he's banking on to fund um, the kind of development and policy changes that he wants to introduce. Although the first thing that happened was that there were immediately, um, it was announced, fuel queues all over Nigeria, people panicking about whether the fuel was going to run out or the cost of trying to get it at the old prices, all this kind of thing. So it's ca- it caused a bit of a panic on the very first day of his of his uh, rule. Um, there's also the one of the big issues he has to deal with, uh, which is affecting many companies. And I'll talk about it a little bit with NAMPAC, because that's also one of the, the, the big issues that, well, that all companies are facing in Nigeria. And that is the foreign exchange shortages, which are quite severe. And um, this is a consequence of, of the huge decline in oil production in the Niger Delta as a result of, of um, oil theft and, and insecurity and other issues. So, so as a result, because that generates most of the foreign exchange for Nigeria, um, as a result, that that is right down. So this is a big issue for him because a lot of investors are, are sitting on the sidelines thinking about pulling out, except now they can't take their money um, or, or not going in. You've seen a lot of capital flight from Nigeria over the last couple of years. And a lot of it is based on the fact that this economic stability is, is threatened by this um, this foreign exchange shortages. So the the first meeting he had today is was with the central bank governor. So it'll be interesting to see perhaps in the next couple of days um, if anything came out of that, because it does seem like he's kind of hitting the ground running, um, as it were. So we, yeah. you know, time will tell. It's very it's very early days. Well, it's all sort of, the, the noises are all positive. I mean, particularly when it comes to something like a goer, and we are, you know, it's almost like we've pulled the pin out of the goer hand grenade and are now juggling with it as South Africa. Um, from an goer perspective, this sort of seems to be playing firmly toward the court of a goer, um, and that bodes well for Nigeria, I would think. 
Well, they've just reaffirmed Nigeria's participation in the AGOA um, uh, program. Of course, South Africa, Nigeria is not one of the big beneficiaries um, it, because it doesn't export enough. It, it can't take, like many other African countries in AGOA, it can't take full advantage of the of the um, of the of this uh, the trade benefits of that because it doesn't um, export enough its main exports are are um, oil and oil products and that has been what it has been exporting to to Nigeria um, so but, but it's nevertheless a positive thing I think all of the all of the things that you can put in place to support you as you're trying to turn around an economy that's in deep trouble um, the be- the better off all around and of course Nigeria doesn't have this kind of Russia the problem, if you like, hanging over its head. I mean, it, it, it doesn't have the same kind of um, issue of, of supporting. It's much more neutral. It literally is much more neutral and, in fact, has voted with the um, for the UN, um, uh, various UN uh, measures that um, or, or statements over the period. And, and at the same time, we have been um, neutral over those. So, so Nigeria has been far more proactive in in condemning the the war in Ukraine and etc. So, but nevertheless, has has strong relations, particularly with China and with and and with India. Whitey Basson at the Frontier Literary Festival was critical of ShopRite's withdrawal from many African markets. NAMPAC also, um, NAMPAC is a different story, of course, huge debt burden. It needs to right-size its balance sheet. It is in full retreat from many African economies as well. I'm wondering what your thoughts are on that one. Well, that is that is the case. It's yet another story, if you like, a bit like Shoprite, where where you're seeing a retreat of South African companies from the rest of Africa, um, in the wake of you know the continent has changed. It's gone through a lot of turbulence with the COVID um, and and with the inability to really recover from COVID, and and both of those because of the Ukraine war, the the, the high costs of food, etc., um, and the disruption to trade and all of that. But it but of course that also coming off a low base in many countries, you know, so. And and the, the the common wisdom used to be you know spread your risk or maybe it still is across countries you know and and um, but in this case I think maybe it it wasn't maybe looking back and it's all very well to look in the rearview mirror um, the big expansion into Africa was around 2014 under Andre de Rota who many people of course criticised for his performance at NAMPAC but he was very gung ho about the about the African story and they did a lot of acquisitions and and. Um, uh, things in and, and 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 expansion in the rest of Africa, and I think they're in. Uh, they've got fourteen. They're in fourteen African countries outside South Africa, and thirty-two in last uh, last financial year, thirty-two percent of the group revenue came from the rest of Africa, compared to sixty-eight percent in South Africa. So, so obviously, I think the South African market is is doing well, and what they're not getting is this huge exposure to um, things like foreign exchange shortages currency volatility of moving money in and out across across the the border and a lot of african countries are having po- problems in both areas huge forex shortages um even the you know whether they're oil producers like nigeria which should be benefiting from the high oil prices but doesn't have a huge refining refining capacity and there's of course all the countries that don't produce oil who have had to import it um so so there's a lot of issues that they face and then of course we had the cost of logistics of uh, shipping on the back of the covid um, pandemic um shipping costs went right up so there's there's large logistic costs um higher interest rates and as a result of all this there've been large impairments and yes their debt is considerable so they are selling off assets in um in several countries starting i think with east africa and, and nigeria 
Um, and the other one is Ethiopia, which is also experiencing uh, major forex um, shortages. So, so they're having a rough time out there, I think, mm. of, of late. I mean, I think things have changed quite a lot and it's hit them quite badly. So we are seeing another um, another South African company not pulling out of, of everywhere that it's in, but but certainly pulling back. And they they are doing well in, in some countries, um, their, their beverage can factory, particularly in, in the rest of Africa. So... Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's interesting to see, but you know they have to deal with the debt, and and this is one of the ways they can do it. Thank you very much, Diana Games, Chief Executive of the Business Consultancy Africa at Work.